Okay, well, welcome to another session of What Is Now. And I'm Charles, and this is my good friend, Saqib. Hi, Charles. Hello to listeners. It's my pleasure to join you today, and let's see what comes up in our discussion today. Yeah, it's great to be here with you again. Uh, as usual, our mode of operating here is to sit in silence for one minute together, and then we just simply see what comes up. Because a lot of the work that Saqib and I do is based on the present moment and understanding what the present moment is and what it has to offer us and how to experience it more fully. So that's sort of the essence of what this podcast is. We go into silence together for a minute and then we just kind of see what manifests uh, for the rest of our time together. And then often Sakib is gracious enough to guide us through uh, meditative practice at the end of it uh, based on whatever themes unfold. So we'll do that now. We'll start with a minute of just sitting in silence. Uh, so whatever you're doing right now, you might just become aware of how you're sitting or you're standing or even moving around. Your eyes don't have to be closed, but they can be. And we'll start a bell for a minute of just sitting together in silence and just coming back to being really aware of what's happening right now in this moment, however you would like to engage with that. Okay, and we can go ahead and start that now. Okay, that's a minute. So how was today's silence for you? Hmm. It went very quickly for me hmm. today. And I, I was noticing a, a self-consciousness today, um, both in when I was beginning to speak and also within that minute period. It was just interesting to sort of be aware of that feeling of self-consciousness and my awareness maybe of other people, of you and also a listener's uh, perspective looking at or hearing me. Mm -hmm. and maybe some like element of judgment that there might be on the other end. Um, I was just noticing the feeling of that. Hmm. My judgment regarding? Mm, maybe how I'm sounding or if I'm making sense or mm -hmm. things like that, mm -hmm. which I think it kind of taps on something that is, has historically been there for me, which is a self-consciousness about mm -hmm. speaking or public speaking and a fear of judgment, which has in the past kind of made me be very quiet. And, yeah. you know, for the fear of expressing something and being judged. 
and so it was interesting. I was noticing a, a feeling there that was very familiar, but also kind of old, something that I don't feel as much, but it was, I was noticing the feeling of it sort of bubbling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it happens to all of us because we have this uh, persona that we present to the world. And uh, I think being truly vulnerable requires a lot of task, <laughs> work on our inner selves. Mm. just be in the moment and you know not think about how we are presenting ourselves to the world it happened to me as well so i think this is something i can resonate with totally mm. how how do you or did you notice that uh for me it was i think the idea of just being in the moment and uh because we are doing these podcasts uh with the idea that we just want to be in the moment and see what comes up. So now there is, I think in my mind, there is a kind of a paradox there in which I have this idea of being in this moment, but again, that is coming from, this is an idea. This is a thought, you know, and maybe this is also coming from presenting myself in a certain way to the world that I am someone who just is in the moment and is talking from the moment rather than having, you know, thoughts or preconceived notions regarding that. Mm. So uh, this, I do have this innate desire to be in the present moment uh, and talk about things which are coming from my intuition, maybe more than rather than my rational thoughts. But I can sense that again, there is some rationality there. And again, there is some persona that <laughs> which I'm you know presenting yeah huh. I guess the what I'm hearing there is like we're you, you almost inevitably have to play some like persona role by saying or doing anything mm-hmm. and but what we're doing is attempting here to be like fully here and just here and to let go of intention or our maybe ego or thinking mind or this notion of who I am supposed to be or want to be perceived as, and then being something else that is like beyond all of that, which Mm. is just, just real or authentic or vulnerable. But maybe at the same time to take that just present moment-ness and turn it into something that is words Mm. or is an action. It's almost like it needs to, become something that is no longer uh, really that pure expression. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it has to eventually uh, come into a form of a language, which which I think then we involve our brain to bring that language to what we feel deeply within. So I think, <laughs> I'm not sure when we are speaking, are we always speaking from the mo- in, in the moment or there is some sort of rationality involved in that as well. Mm. How, how do you get a sense of if what you're saying is like is real or authentic versus if what you're saying feels like less authentic or less real or less present? And it's probably not an easy question to answer. No, that's, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's a very good question actually, because uh, it's, it is also important to know what is that, you know, we, we do talk about speaking from our intuition, but 
what is that actually when does that happen asking these questions so i think when there is a certain sense of not maybe not getting my thoughts in world hmm. not thinking about what i am speaking uh and let's say for example i'm i'm conducting a workshop or you know uh, delivering a speech to someone and when i'm thinking about this thing that what did i say just now and you know maybe how can i improve that or maybe uh the kind of vocabulary that i can use but if i'm thinking those things then that is not my true self but when when i don't even remember what i just said when it just flows through me when i don't even i think when i don't put that filter to my words then i think it is more of uh, intuitive hmm. how is it feel it feels like that takes a lot of like trust yeah that that what is going to come up will be okay yeah um it was just making me think of uh i don't know if this is related but i had a vision of i was at this it's called a it was called the mindfulness research summit that i was at a few summers ago and so it was there for like a week with all of these different people that are researchers in the realm of mindfulness it was a really cool thing mm-hmm. uh and each day there were a bunch of like talks and lectures and and guided practices and things like that and typically the chairs were set up in rows mm-hmm. and then one day one of the speakers had us do a, a, like an exercise where we all move the chairs to be a big circle okay. and as opposed to the rows and having the the speaker up in front of us all, us all looking at the speaker and then the speaker was in the middle and we were in a circle mm-hmm. and then uh the speaker was asking people how does this feel different for you from like from what it was like before and what people were saying was were all these really positive things like i feel so much more connected now i feel so much more alive now it feels like it's uh all these really positive things and i was noticing maybe a different feeling okay. uh which was something kind of uncomfortable about it like i it was cool uh mm-hmm. but it was also this like kind of rawness now i'm now exposed sort yeah. of to the group. And yeah. so and this was also this is something that I would have never done in the past but I've become more prone to taking risks and saying things in these situations mm-hmm. uh, because I realized that it's a payoff for me or I at least learn something about myself by saying something. So then mm-hmm. I raised my hand to say something different which was like it makes me feel like kind of uncomfortable and vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. Um right. and what you were just describing made me think of that like to just trust that I'm going to talk now and yeah. that these words are going to come up and express clearly and accurately whatever it is that I'm meaning to say it's yeah. this vulnerable thing because I feel so much more exposed yeah. um relative to if I'm like kind of having this dual narrative in my mind of like a filter of okay let's let's say that thing and that thing let's use this word and remember that anecdote you got to share that and like all this kind of stuff there's a yeah. there's a protective sort of mechanism of that but if i'm just like open it's like i feel like my belly sort of is exposed uh in this you're totally naked in that yeah moment. yeah no i can totally uh, resonate because and it is challenging you know i'm thinking about it and i'm thinking about the situations when i am i usually speak uh, you know in front of an audience and it in that moment i think it is very challenging to just be because there is this idea of 
maybe not hurting someone's sentiments mm. there is this idea of using the correct words this idea of you know being socially correct so either you give you give that up <laughs> either you just say whatever you want to say whatever comes through you or you are uh, considerate of others feelings emotions sentiments you know so i i'm not able to understand that right now what do you think hmm. uh, is is something that can be uh, that we can do in the moment but still maybe consider that fact that there is an audience they have certain sentiments hmm i wonder if for this deeper purpose that we're both like really engaged in in like being experiencing the present moment and saying what is tr- true maybe you can never really say what's true but you can get close to what is true mm. maybe part of that vulnerability is the risk of hurting someone or offending yeah. someone or saying something that will be received in a way that is not good or that makes them think something negatively about you mm. um that's something i've thought of in the past I, i've historically kind of been i think known as like a a quiet and conservative and just mm-hmm. really go with the flow kind of person and i, and I am that way mm-hmm. but there are also times when i disagree with other people and mm-hmm. and i think there's historically maybe been some i'll never say anything like that because i wouldn't want them to think something yeah. negative about me because i don't think something negative about them but yeah. by me saying this it might make them think that i think that yeah and so then there's this whole uh limiting filter of what to say and what not to say mm-hmm. um and but i guess my deepest motivation is to be completely honest and that to me is a real expression of kindness because i'm not saying that this person can't take what i am going to say and i want them to know how i really feel and if there is a disagreement that's great too because i want to stay with them and understand where it is that they're coming from what what it is that they mean um yeah. and and maybe i have a misconception and and it would be awesome for me to gain clarity on that mm-hmm. so and but especially in a group that's a really challenging one because you don't know what's going to come back and then you're sort of supposed to be in control of this and then if you like lose your place what do you do <laughs> yeah. that's right and uh... yeah it, it is uh, i can think of the challenges that you are describing right now because you know there are there have been times when i wanted to say certain things and there were times when maybe i just wanted to be vulnerable when i wanted to uh share something about my past experiences regarding religion regarding relationships regarding nationality and my beliefs on these things but then there is a whole crowd and then you are in a setting where you want to uh take care of you know the emotions and sentiments of others so you i i stop myself from doing that hmm. so is that stopping now there is one more question i have here me not being able to saying that and i want to understand your perspective on this hmm. me not being able to say that is that my fear or is that uh something which is required or is it coming out of fear hmm it's a good question i mean it sounds like it might be both and mm-hmm. then an, an important next question is 
who is saying what is required there um and and where is where is that authority coming from from. yeah Yeah. um i mean my my guess for me is that it is it is based out of fear to some extent but maybe that fear is is valid um Mm -hmm. i i I myself am really pulled towards trying as best as i can to to not hold something back and to try to share because i really am trusting that i have the best intention and that i'm spending expending quite a bit of daily effort to understand myself really clearly and that I should be able to share things with people um, without the fear of how they may or may not come across. But, and I think this is also really challenging in the area that we're describing and and talking about here, this area of presence. And then you have terms like God and uh, you know, all of these things that have so much context involved and people have their own histories of these things and um, yeah. things that if you bring in like Buddhism or uh, Hinduism or Taoism and, and those things could sound very esoteric or uh, mystical and, but you lose so much control of what those things mean to people and yeah. then you could lose your connection. Um, yeah. And we you, you lose the underlying message, what you really want to say, which is beyond all of these things. Yeah, yeah, and and we try to generalize things. You know, we let's say if there is if there is a Buddhist concept or if there is a Taoist concept that I want to convey, then what I will do is I will think about the audience and maybe there is someone who does not, you know, uh, does not follow Buddhism or who is not interested in knowing about Buddhism and is only interested in knowing about general consciousness, spirituality, meditation. Then I would frame my sentence in a certain way, which will uh, lose its value. You know, that, that religious it will lose that religious connotation, and I will try to generalize it so that it fits into general universal spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is actually uh, this is something which mm-hmm. uh, and it becomes sort of a watered down version. Yeah. Of- of the more direct and maybe more impactful message. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'm always in this confusion and I think I'm so glad that we brought this up today because Mm. this has been my confusion since a long time that do I just say things, uh, you know, because that will help me to just be in this moment. If if I'm not thinking about any filter, if I'm not thinking about anybody else, if I'm channeling through me, it will uh, it will help me be myself in the moment, and then I will say anything I want to say. But when there is this consideration of an audience, uh, you know uh, what is socially correct, then I'm losing that present moment. Then I'm getting into my rational thinking and yeah. being myself totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this. How is, do you how do you yeah. feel about that here in this context? Because it's it's just you and me here, but then there is this potential audience of people listening i wonder if you've felt so far in our meetings together like any hesitation or holding back of saying things in a particular way there has been uh, in time like there has i think for this conversation mostly it's not and i think that is something i really enjoy about this conversation but there are certain times uh, where there are you know there is something that comes from my background that if I, if I have that intention or desire to share that but mm-hmm. maybe because it has a religious angle to it 
or maybe it has an angle to it which does not fit with the beliefs of the general population or the masses maybe that in in in, in that particular moment huh. maybe if it is a language which is not you know which we don't usually use in podcasts right so so we i will refrain from using that language so yeah i would say that if uh, if it, if i talk in terms of percentage then about 70 to 80% it is just being in the moment and sharing mm. what comes through but then there is this 20% filter which yeah. is on <laughs> sure how how would you feel about um sharing those things like in the future it was it, and i, I want to hear your response it also was making me think of like so you used the the term namaste in the last meeting mm-hmm. and then we came back and and i asked you about the use of that word and yeah. that to me is really interesting to to we can maybe be a vessel for getting a shared understanding of what these various words mean regardless of what tradition or language they come from because i and i also think it's really useful to have different perspectives and then use these two different ways of talking about the same thing and you can gain this more clarified vision of what is the meaning that underlies both of them or what is your own personal version of that meaning because mm-hmm. um, i personally and maybe selfishly i would want i'd be really interested to hear about mm-hmm. your particular experiences yeah yeah i think uh, there's a lot of underlying fear there uh, in that 20% filter that i'm talking about mm. because uh, now there can be two possibilities either that fear is valid or that fear is coming from my own uh, you know past experiences insecurities or the things that mm. have so the fear of uh, not saying everything that you want to say because uh maybe we are brought up in that way in which we are told that you cannot say everything you know mm. you cannot just uh be totally vulnerable and even if you talk about things like anger you know uh, this concept uh, of not showing your anger and uh not displaying your anger mm. uh just just coming uh, from a place of compassion and not saying anything you want to say that brings that 20% filter now i think my job will be to understand that what is this filter that i have created is it coming out of uh, my own issues own fears is it something really valid or is it something that that is uh, you know that is yeah as i said it is something really valid because as you talked about uh, authority that who is deciding uh, this this you know code which we have to uh, use in the society the way we have to present ourselves who is deciding yeah. who is deciding that we cannot uh, share certain words that we want to share who is deciding that you know we cannot talk about uh, religion and we cannot maybe let's say hurt the religious sentiments of someone or maybe i so what is that you know what is that authority who is deciding that i think if we deconstruct this idea this entire idea of this filter that we use hmm. i i might be able to improve it by 10% <laughs> so <laughs> no eventually 10% would be left <laughs> this yeah. is what i'm anticipating huh. it's a really interesting notion and it feels so loaded um, yeah. and it's probably so different for different people based on their experiences in life that element of authority that is sort of oppressive where some people may experience much less of one and that authority feels much less real and it might be easier to like 
let go of it versus yeah. uh, people who have experiences where that authority is like very kind of really oppressive. And it would be hard to ha ha transcend this notion of that authority figure that is making you try to fit into something or be different than you are or be criti criticized for who you are, the way that you look. You can imagine that element being much more difficult to let go of and maybe internalized in a much more kind of insidious and ingrained way than someone, for example, like me, uh, mm. who is who is a white guy and mm. has maybe had less of these insidious experiences. And it's maybe a bit easier for me to think there, well, there is no authority and I don't have to answer to anyone, really. I can say and speak and act in whatever way that um, feels true to me, but that might feel a little bit less of a, a real possibility for someone else. Um, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely because um, the culture that I come from, uh, we were always told uh, that you cannot just say anything you want. You know, you have to. Now, it changed for me eventually because I worked on it and I realized that I need to speak my truth. I need to be vulnerable. Even if my voice is shaking, I, I have to speak my truth. Mm. But I think uh, still there is... Uh, you know, there are traces of that and still there, there are a lot of things that we can work on and maybe question that what is morally, so-called morally correct to share and, you know, not morally correct to share. How is it for you in your experience? Uh, how, what does, what goes on inside you when you are speaking to a pub public? Uh, is, is it that there are certain things that you would want to share and uh, you, you, uh, you, do, you refrain from doing that? Probably, mm -hmm. there probably is. I, I generally, I probably don't, I don't express, I think too many strong opinions because oh. maybe I don't, I don't really have them okay. and that it maybe is a protective factor against that. I, I feel like my strongest opinion is like the lack of strong opinions or that, or that it's, it's un helpful to have strong opinions. So it sort of creates this stance where I'm hoping to express that I'm really open to wh wherever anyone is coming mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. and, and I think I generally have a caveat in any sort of speaking thing in like live sessions on Insight Timer, for example, that like, yes, I'm delivering a message to you here. Yes, I'm like delivering some sort of concept but my hope is really for us to not get too caught up in the logistics of the concept and just like be here with each other and mm -hmm. notice our resistance to just being here with each other. So it's almost like I have to use this concept as a vessel for connection, but at the same time, let's, let's not get too caught up in, in, in the, the vessel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you tell me if you disagree with something and I'm so interested to know mm -hmm. where it is that we don't match up. Mm -hmm. um, but I wonder if some people are maybe actually not that interested in mm. like getting to the underlying thing, or if it might feel better to have a disagreement or to hear something and say, oh, no, that's not me. Um, this isn't for me. And I'm going to I'm going to pull away. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. what. How, how does that uh, answer your question? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting what you mentioned about uh, like opinion, having a strong opinion, because I can totally see that. A lot of our speech comes from like opinions about something, you know, 
and we wanting this maybe come this comes from an ego that we want to share this opinion of ours uh and you know maybe i want to present that my opinion is something which is really valuable but i was also thinking about some situations in maybe you don't have an opinion still you want to present it so let's uh you know let me take an example here and an example would be what we were discussing in one of the previous sessions about religion and spirituality so maybe even presenting this possibility of, to someone of questioning the religion you know uh, there are certain cultures and religions which are even against the idea of questioning the religion so when you don't have an opinion in that maybe you don't right now believe that there is uh, you know the or religion is right or spirituality is right you don't have an opinion in that but then again you are putting a possibility of questioning it so even that possibility of questioning it which is without any opinion that also you know can hurt someone's sentiments mm-hmm. so what do you do in those cases so that is that that is something i really yeah sometimes struggle with actually yeah right just by expressing that even at all you're exerting an an opinion to some extent that could really go very directly in the face of what someone maybe holds very personally true or meaningful yeah. um it, it was making me think of you said something about not maybe too long ago or, or several years ago having the experience of like you have to how you you described it as speak your truth yeah. and i think this is also something that i've felt more of a strong pull toward over the past several years of feeling like in any moment it's mm. not only like a choice but i feel like i have to express something genuinely and not just say something because that's what i'm supposed to say mm. um and that that feels just really essential and important to me it's played out in my family a lot which has been both awesome and really like challenging and and difficult because i think maybe in lots of families you develop these particular patterns of interaction that yeah. may or may not feel really authentic but they just kind of keep things going but they might keep dynamics going that are kind of painful or or maybe dynamics that make it so the your family members don't really know who you actually are because yeah. maybe you have a sense that that they don't really want to know mm-hmm. who you really are or they've been giving you subliminal messages that they don't want to know who you really are or they can't take who you really are or they they don't like who you really are Yeah. um and you know whether that is or is not what they intend to to send and that's could be from me toward a family member or from a family member toward me yeah. but it's that's become one particular channel where i've been able to like act on this stuff quite a bit and take any opportunity where it feels like we're not on the same page and say hey this is how i'm feeling when you say that and i don't know if you mean to express that or not but like this is my experience of it and mm-hmm. i want you to know how i really feel that's mm-hmm. my deepest underlying intention here and yeah. but then that can lead to this like if it's been covered up for so long and maybe this is a a representative of like society at large things that get covered up for so long it could maybe feel like it's so hard to engage with that because then it's like to to blow up the whole thing and all of these like the lies and secrets that have been mm-hmm. held underneath for so long mm-hmm. um but that's been a part for me where i've been like I just have to share these things and I think maybe it's a part of like the the practice of presence and of like existential realization of that like death is real and 
I will only have these people in my life for a short period of time. And what's yeah. the point of maintaining something that isn't really like true or withholding something from them out of fear of how they might respond or how they might be hurt by that? Yeah. Um, because deeply, like, what's the point of, of, of keeping it hidden and like maybe holding out for some future time that doesn't exist and you don't know if you're going to have it? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, totally. And also the idea of, uh, I, I would like to add to that and maybe also the idea of how you say things, you know, because uh, sometimes, yes, there is a truth and especially in families, there is something that we want to convey, but there is an emotion attached to it. And if that emotion is of anger, that emotion is of rage, then that communication can be destructive. But if you say the same thing with a different emotion, maybe with compassion and maybe with this idea, as you said, that, you know, how long are we together and tomorrow we all have to die. Mm. But we, when we come from that place of compassion, then maybe if we say the same thing, that can, uh, the other person will take it in a different way. Mm. The point of how we say things, but that, that also brings me to, to a question which I always have in my mind is that, is it okay to express anger or not? Hmm. Is it okay to express anger? Because the, I have seen two conflicting ideas in this. So maybe uh, in a tradition like Buddhism, uh, which talks about compassion and, you know, Buddha has that quote that uh, anger is something like a hot coal. And when someone throws at you, you have a choice whether you want to take it or not. And if you take it, you will burn yourself. So, this idea of anger, and if I talk in terms of Buddhism, then I have tried to refrain uh, from being angry and just mm. trying to come from a place of compassion. But then I have heard people who would say that this is repression. This is, you know, uh, repression of your feelings and you have to just let it out. You just have to say in the way you want to say it. So what is your idea of that? Mm. Yeah, that's such a tough one. I guess my feeling is that if you if you don't say it or express it and don't have any other way of expressing it, then it is what you might call repression. And then it's just stays inside of you. And it, you might on the surface be thinking, okay, just be compassionate, be compassionate, be like force compassion. Yeah. But that I, for, to me, that's not doing anyone any favors, yourself or this other person that you're interacting with. Um, yeah. For me, it's like essential to express that in mm -hmm. some way because it's a feeling. And it, I, I, my belief is that all feelings have a genuine and valid source yeah. and that it's something that is expressible, but maybe in some way you've been taught or we've been taught that like, it's not okay to express that feeling. Um, yes. this, it reminds me of uh, like an ongoing conversation I had with one of my mentors um, in my going through my doctoral program. And we would go back and forth on trying to describe our work with in like individual work with people mm -hmm. in the most like basic, simple way as possible. Like what is it that we're really doing in, with these people that we're working with? And he described it one time in this way that I think is really beautiful um, as any sort of frustration or anger or sadness or feeling, overwhelming feeling or 
any kind of feeling that we have that is like uncomfortable mm -hmm. that we might go to individual work to work on is a manifestation of something being inside that has yet to be expressed and articulated and understood outside of you. So okay. my job is to help the person get what's inside outside. Okay. I and I think that's so sim simple and beautiful. And so maybe in that dynamic, the person has a place to express it and they might not need to bring it up with that other figure, that person that is the real object of it, but they have someone that they're working on with one-on-one -on -one where they can like have the opportunity to express this feeling. And you mm -hmm. might even have them role play with that person. Like, hey, like, I'm so fucking mad at you. And mm -hmm. like, just extreme. And because that stuff is there and needs to be expressed. Um, and you come up with anger, a lot of anger and rage? It's a good question. And maybe there are different ways of expressing it. Um, but I think one thing for me is, I think that you can maybe express anger and it still be okay like even expressing I'm, I am angry with you. Mm. And, and then my hope is that the two people can stay with it or mm. just say that and say like, I, I can't, I'm so angry that I can't articulate myself right now. Mm. And, and I don't know that if I'm right and you're wrong, but I can just tell you how I really feel. And I'm so angry. And that idea. to me feels like something really valuable to express and for the other person to hopefully not shut it off and to say, oh, don't feel that way or like, don't be angry um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's a real feeling. So to answer your question in a really long-winded form, uh, mm -hmm. to me, it feels like there's no problem with expressing that. I mean, maybe there's a problem if it turns into like physical violence, yeah. uh, but I don't think there's any issue with expressing it directly with that person mm -hmm. maybe as long as there is that underlying thing of like and I want you to know how I how I really feel um there's this other side of like I actually want to connect with you here and like get this across to you yeah. uh and at the same time I'm really angry and like here's why but mm -hmm. I don't know what do you what do you think about all that yeah I think it's, it's a very interesting idea because what usually happens, I never uh, thought it uh, thought of it in this way. Uh, usually what happens is that either, uh, and I'm just uh, taking my own example and seeing how do I react. So either earlier, my earlier version of, uh, you know, when I was, I didn't get into meditation and I had this rage and anger inside me and I would just express it and I would tell my family that, you know, this is my right to express my anger. And hmm. This is my right to say anything I want because I'm angry right now. But now it's totally the opposite. And now I will just maybe when I'm feeling that anger, I will just stay quiet. And, you know, maybe I'll just take my time off and go for a walk in nature, uh, sort out my thoughts and then come back and then speak with compassion. Yeah. And, but I think what you are saying is, is kind of a middle way in which we do tell them that we have, uh, we yes, we are experiencing anger right now. And maybe not then take that further and start saying things to the other person, which can hurt them. Mm. And maybe just taking your time off. So I'm thinking that, is it good to take that time? Because in that particular moment, there is, there is so much you want to say, right? There is so much you want to 
express and there is so much you want to tell the other person and that how you are hurt and how you are right and they are wrong and all those things so is it a good idea to take your time uh, away from that person and sort that or uh, is it then maybe okay to go further in once you tell them that you are feeling angry is it okay to go further in that conversation what do you think yeah i have a, a thing i'm thinking of is like maybe this is where like a self awareness practice is really important so you kind of you're constantly becoming aware of your feelings and why is it that i'm feeling this way right now and you might have more access to that to be able to articulate it in a clear way in the moment with someone because i think oftentimes uh it could elicit an anger that maybe isn't fully connected to this person but it's connecting to an this feeling that it's attached to maybe many experiences in your life that have that angry feeling like connected to them and then it just explodes and it comes out at this person and you kind of regret the things that you said yeah. but if you're really maybe clear on what it is about what this person is saying or doing that is mm-hmm. making you angry Yeah. and you're able to express that in a way that is not taking out your experiences with other people or other things on them but you're able to say hey that thing that you say or do is hurting me because of this and mm. it makes me like angry and uh i feel like really negative towards you when you do that um that might feel really hard to have access to in the moment when you just want to be like maybe shouting at someone yeah. and maybe that is where it is valuable to and also i don't know what the right answer is but maybe that is where it is valuable to say hey i'm out of control so i, I do need to just kind of remove myself from this and then come back but my hope is that you still make time to address it with that person mm-hmm. um and maybe there's a a difference between if it's a constant pattern versus if it's just something that happened one time mm-hmm. then maybe remove yourself there but if it keeps ha- happening with this person then it's just going to continue to keep happening if if it's unaddressed so then mm. you might just keep removing yourself and coming back and i wonder if that like anger thing is just building up under the surface the whole time mm. um and i my deepest belief is that the the real act of kindness there is to share with the person mm. how what they're doing that's hurting me because i i know for me that i would so want to know that if another person was having that feeling about something that i'm doing um mm. that may or may not be the case for the other person but for me that's what i would want yeah yeah and i think uh, as as you were speaking about this i was also thinking about one thing that uh at that time when we are angry we are our focus is on entirely on us you know when we, we are uh, just looking at us and what we feel bad about what we mm. feel hurt about but sometimes there is no mindfulness and presence of what the other person is feeling mm. and what the other person is experiencing right now so maybe the other person said something which is which is which hurt you but beyond that there is something else maybe you know let's say they have tears in their eyes or maybe they are themselves feeling very hurt so this again is my question and i get a lot of such doubts because i have like done yeah. so many of thought experiments in my mind regarding anger but there is still a lot of things that i need to be clear on is that in that moment do you keep your awareness onto yourself or is there a possibility of looking at the other person uh, 
and because you know uh, there is this saying that 86% of your communication is non verbal it is what you are uh, feeling and how you what is your body language how you are presenting yourself so do i focus on the words of the other person or in that moment do i look also look at the other person who is saying those things maybe because sometimes what happens is if the other person starts crying we will immediately melt down and you know start feeling compassion but just because that person hasn't cried yet uh maybe we have not observed their internal turmoil that they are going through what is your idea regarding that yeah i was just having the image of like something triggers a protective mechanism in you and yeah. then you just go internal and you're like you know closed and yeah. you're all defensive and yeah. but that and that makes you blind to their whole experience which is so nuanced in this moment but you've you've become this very limited version of yourself that has like all systems are up and and the the arsenal is in effect so you cannot become aware of the fullness of like of who they are in this mm-hmm. moment they become a very like this tiny version of themselves that's kind of how i'm seeing it mm-hmm. and maybe there is a possibility of like using that as a trigger for shifting back at least for a little bit of time into this interested curious standpoint and i wonder on a on a nonverbal level like you were saying how much the other person might also become aware in that moment that you are interested in like how they feel and it might as opposed to and this is the way i see it like you become really defensive and then of course that elicits their defense because they need to be defensive if you're if this if we're in this conflict state but if yeah. they notice that you've like taken off the armor for a moment and you're like even a, like a look where they can sense oh he's actually interested in how i feel also yeah. they might also be non-verbally open yeah. to something new there or like to be able to share with you something that you didn't actually know was at the source of this thing because you played out this this back and forth so many times that it's just become this thing that happens but you're not actually communicating about the like the deeper issue and yeah. i wonder if you like shift into that open standpoint and interested then you might actually get to something that is beneath it um and i wonder if maybe there's a, even another emotion there that is it could be even more maybe painful to get there which is why we might maintain like the anger place yeah. sometimes yeah yeah and that reminds me of a wonderful uh thing that some someone said and they said that whenever you are having such kind of a conversation uh in your mind try to mute the words of the other person so mm. when you mute the words of the other person you look at something beyond that which is maybe their body language their emotions or they are experiencing it but because we are so much focused on the words of the other person we totally blank out other aspects of their being in that moment hmm. so i think that is that is something i it really uh, clicked with me and you know, what i do is whenever i uh, have we get into a, such a situation with someone where there is an argument or you know where there is a display of anger i would uh, try to uh, look at something beyond their words maybe look into their eyes look at how they are speaking how they are feeling in that moment 
and that is something that has helped me because i in that moment i can see that this person needs love you know this person there is this place of fear there is this fear inside this person right now and that fear needs to be addressed and there is this love that this person is actually asking for now yeah. this person might be saying hurtful things but actually this person is asking for love and i think this is very true in case of romantic relationships hmm uh, it has really helped me what do you think about that yeah i think that's awesome uh, i was having this vision of like you know, something happens and like you press a button internally and there's this this sort of ball that goes around you and you're sort of like frozen in this moment the other person is on the other side like shouting or something but you don't hear anything and you're just kind yeah. of coming back into this this present experience mm. in the midst of conflict mm. and all you're doing is just like really clearly looking directly at the person mm. uh which might then reinitiate the maybe all the stuff that we are cultivating with a practice of like a meditation or that stuff that maybe is kind of hard to access sometimes when the old triggers occur yeah. where like anger comes up yeah. um and then that can maybe allow you to re-engage and, and notice your defenses that have started and mm. be like wait a second wait a second wait a second um like okay this is what i'm hearing this is what i'm saying that, that i don't really mean mm. and let me can i reset here and just like ask you if this is what it is that you're saying to me because this is what i'm hearing and um i don't know that was a a cool visual that you that your description kind of elicited for me that i think it will be interesting to try whenever the moment arises yeah i think it's wonderful and even if we i think if we look at uh, a lot of our arguments with with our uh, with the people especially who are close to us we will see that um and if we in 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 our mind try to visualize that situation and i can think of many situations right now where yeah. i was in an argument with someone and they were displaying that anger but because i was so focused on their words i could not see beyond that i could not see maybe into their eyes i could not see how they are feeling in that particular moment and maybe yeah. in meditation we just go to those situations and just look at their expression beyond words if we look at the other aspects we might be able to see love there mm. what do you think i would have to think so mm-hmm. at the source of it mm. what what about trying this in meditation like trying it no right now yeah, yeah. i think so it seems feels like a good spot yeah <laughs> let's do that <laughs> it sounds good great so okay so now we will go into the meditation and for this meditation you can gradually get into your comfortable relaxed posture where your back is straight but is relaxed at the same time and you can gradually close your eyes and as you close your eyes bring your awareness to your breath 
breathe in and breathe out. And as you do so, let your awareness follow the flow of your breath. And now in your mind's eye, remember and visualize a situation when you were in an argument with someone, someone close to you, maybe someone from your family, maybe your partner. maybe a friend and just remember the situation see that person in front of you and see that person in an argument with you. Now just observe this person. Go beyond their words and look at this person in this moment. Look at their eyes. Look at their body language. Look at the emotion and sense the emotion that they are expressing. And check if there is any hurt in that emotion.
check if there is any fear in that emotion. Just try to sense what their fears or hurt might be. What is it that they are craving for? Just observe every aspect of their being. What is that deep hurt in them? What are those fears? How are they expressing that? Take a minute and just observe them. Now you can bring your awareness back to your body. You can feel your body. Wiggle your toes. Move your fingers. And gradually in your own time you can come out of the meditation.
Thanks for that. My pleasure. How was that for you? It's great. I had a very kind of recent experience that was at the center of that visualization. Um, so it was nice to see it. I was also proud of how I engaged with it mm -hmm. and felt that I've sort of engaged with it in this way that we're describing. So mm -hmm. it's nice to see that. And then also just to take some extra time to feel and look for the hurt that that other person is feeling and there's other people involved are feeling in their own different ways. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You. It's pretty awesome. I think for you to be able to just do that, you know, off the cuff based on what we're just talking about. So that's a, I know this is something that you do. And so it's something you work on and you have developed skill in, but it's like really, a really cool thing from my perspective to be able to just do that. Thank you so much for that. I think uh, I'm inspired by you because this podcast being in the now has enabled me to do such meditations. Mm. This uh, question of what is now makes me just get into the moment and see what is it really that we need to work on right now. So that is helpful. Well, awesome. Great. Uh, I was just noticing related to what you said earlier about kind of speaking. And if you're speaking from the present moment, you sort of lose track of and don't even really remember necessarily what you said. Um, and I was just noticing kind of that feeling for myself here and for our past time together, it's felt really alive with you here. And um, so maybe we've been on that wavelength to some degree. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. <laughs> and I loved how the conversation shaped. And I think we started from expressing ourselves to when we moved on to anger. Mm. And I think mm -hmm. that's really interesting because uh, expressing ourselves in during having that anger and then expressing ourselves I think that is something which is quite challenging for many of us and maybe mm. we start working on that yeah I look forward to seeing what comes up next time yes absolutely all right have a good day you too bye